students. Happy Monday. You're listening to Answers to Gospel Questions with me, Brother Lawson, and Brother Wing. Happy Monday to you, Brother Wing. Are you bundled up? It's so dang cold. Yeah, I am, but I'm I'm feeling good. And, you know, how are you, Brother Lawson? Anything exciting happen over the weekend? Oh, uh, the Chiefs, they, they're going to the Super Bowl. That was exciting. So that's, that's the most exciting thing that happened over the weekend. Oh, I, I did. I got released from my church calling. Yeah. Uh, I have now, I don't even have a church calling other than the, the greatest calling of minister. But uh, yeah, I was the bishop for five years, two weeks and six hours. And <laughs> then, then I got released. All but right. It was, it was a good time. Wow. That's Just a, that, that, you know, that, you know how they say, you know, the five years of, they go by so quick and stuff. It wasn't really quick. It was it was a long time, <laughs> <laughs> and a lot was done. Yeah. A lot was done. I had a great time being bishop, and I'm excited for the next guy to be the bishop. So, right on. Hey, uh, um, speaking of a long time, do you know how long Jesus fasted for in Matthew chapter four? That was a long time. That was a long time. 40 days. 40 days. Fasting for 40 days. Can you imagine? Uh, I'm going a year without drinking soda. And that's like, that's pretty tough. But a year of fasting, uh, no food for 40 days. I I think one of the... <laughs> I think one of the biggest understatements in all of scripture is found in Matthew chapter four. And we're going to talk about uh, Jesus fasting today or Jesus, uh, well, Jesus fasting and then what came next. But one of the biggest understatements in all of Holy Writ comes in Matthew four, verse two. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> I think uh, that that's some. It's an amazing thing to consider that Jesus fasted that long. We know that uh, he he felt uh, the same. So he felt hungry. He felt the feelings of mortality. So this, I don't want you to think that because he's Jesus, stuff is just easy for him. This was a this was a a tough thing. And and why was he fasting anyway, uh, Brother Wing? Do you know? Yeah, well, you know, this is where Luke maybe helps a little bit more when Luke provides the same account, you know, in Luke chapter four. But he talks about that after this, that he had, um, it's like he returned in the power of the spirit into Galilee, that there was this, there was this, um, I don't know what happened exactly, of, of mm-hmm. course, but that he was, he went there to be prepared uh, for his his ministry, his mission, and he, yeah. he returned in power. This is a great. This is a, a a great moment in his life where he's going to begin or continue with great power his ministry. You know, in a similar way, that's one of the reasons why we we go to temples before we go out and serve missions. We receive this power before we go, but. Uh, in with this greatest, you know, Jesus has the greatest message on earth, and so do we. You know, we have the same message as we go out to share with the world. There's one person that doesn't want that message to be spread and doesn't want to be shared and wants us to not have power. And that person is Satan. And so we can pretty much count on any time that we are seeking 
actively seeking to engage with the Holy Ghost, to engage with our Father in heaven, uh, to learn more of the Savior, we can almost always guarantee that the tempter, as he's mentioned in Matthew chapter 4, verse 3, is going to come along. And so we're going to, in answers to gospel questions today, we're going to, to look at the example of Jesus and answer the question, how do I deal with the temptations that are surely going to come my way uh, during mortality here? So, Brother Wing, let's have you start us off. What are some of the things we learned from Jesus and about Jesus as he's finished fasting and he's now getting ready to start his ministry and here comes a Satan to to destroy everything that he's preparing for? Yeah, I know we joked about the, the, the length of the fast and, yeah, the understatement that he's hungry, but maybe this is a point that the devil comes at that moment, you know, uh, trying to attack at a physically weak time. And there's something to be learned there. But in spite of this, Jesus shows us what to do uh, in this situation. And so I think it's very significant and definitely designed by Matthew as he's writing this to point out this phrase, it is written. So in verse 4 and 7 and 10 of Matthew 4, that how did Jesus respond to these temptations? He quoted scripture. And, and, uh, that is something that we can do also. We can quote scripture. We can use scripture. In fact, if we're going to talk to the devil at all, right, <laughs> which is definitely, we've already pointed out in this podcast earlier, you don't want to listen to the devil, you know, but if he's going to come at you, right, then how, what do you do back? Well, if you're going to say anything at all, uh, just let it be scripture um, to quote. That's what Jesus did uh, here. And so, uh, he's all of these, by the way, all of these statements, the three times that he's tempted here and the three responses that the Savior gives, these are all quotations from the book of Deuteronomy, um, which is maybe a lesson as well, like yeah. the law, you know, and so he's just quoting the law uh, to resist these temptations and uh, and shows where his focus and his vision is, which is certainly another aspect of us resisting temptation that you can see where Christ's thoughts and direction and and uh, and his, where his mind is right those are all things that are going to help us as we resist temptation yeah i love that i think that's a that's a great tactic to uh to overcome temptations of satan i love that that jesus shows that a very specific action that we can engage in in quoting scriptures maybe uh students some of you have have a favorite hymn uh, a or a primary song that you sing when those temptations come. Uh, another thing I think that the Savior, another example that the Savior set with us, we don't see clearly just in the uh, King James Version, but if we look at the, the Joseph Smith translation, we learn something, uh, something very significant, and that is, is that in, in the King James Version, it, it seems to indicate that Satan is taking Jesus around to all these different places. Hey, let's go. I'm going to take you and put you here and then tempt you here. But for example, in in um, in Matthew chapter 4, verse 5, we see it says, then the devil take him up to the holy city and set him on the pin pinnacle of the temple. That seems really weird, right? Would, would Satan take Jesus? Would, would Jesus allow Satan to take him up to Jerusalem and put him in the temple? Uh, the Joseph Smith translation changes that, and there's a great lesson in here for us. Then Jesus was taken up into the Holy Spirit, Spirit and into the Holy City, and the Spirit setteth him on the pinnacle of the temple. There's two things here. 
Number one, wherever Satan is, Jesus doesn't want to be. So he leaves and the spirit is who he wants to hang out with. Uh, uh, the second lesson is, is I'm going to go to the temple. If I'm being tempted, uh, I'm going to go to a place where it's going to be really hard for Satan to tempt me. I'm going to go to the temple and there I'm going to have a, an eternal perspective and the temporary temptations that come from the tempter, I'm not going to, to fall to. Yeah, these are really profound. And when we think about how this applies to us in our lives, like, I mean, we do, this is the kind of stuff that happens with us all the time. You know, I love, you know, you mentioned the Joseph Smith translation. You even go further back to verse one, where it kind of has an awkward phrase and says in the King James version, he was led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. That makes it sound like that was his motive. You know? Right. Hey, I got to go find the devil. Yeah. Got to go get some temptations. You know, so I'm going to go to the wilderness. Um, the Joseph Smith translation says that he went to the wilderness to be with God. And then obviously, you know, it doesn't take a real leap in logic to think that if someone's doing anything to go be with God, the devil wants to interfere with that. And so we can expect um, even that when we make decisions to be with God, there's going to be some opposition against that, but we don't need to be afraid of that opposition. We can, in fact, like Jesus did, prepare for it, be ready for it. And when that opposition comes, we'll just quote scripture yeah. <laughs> and continue on course. You know, I, I like how the Doctrine and Covenant says it, that, you know, Jesus suffered temptations, but gave no heed to them, yeah. no, no attention, you know, was given. He just, you know, continue on your way uh, with the word of God. And so these are, these are things that we face though, you know, and I, I wanted to kind of mention, you know, I, I think it's significant that these temptations that the devil makes, he starts them with, if like, there's this kind of, he wants to insert doubt immediately, you know, even the, the first one there, verse three, if thou be the son of God, well, he is the son of God, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, but he's kind of like trying, trying to th- cast doubt there. If thou be the son of God, now you've got to prove it, right? And so command these stones to be made bread, like prove it to me. And, you know, he's coming in this week in time. He's talking about bread. He's hungry. Like this is a, so for the devil's purposes, this is probably a great way to try to to place an attack um, on him. But, you know, the devil does the same thing with us when he throws out an if of, of something that's true, you know, like if you want to be happy, right? You know, well, you do want to be happy, you know, like, then and then he then he kind of attaches something to that truth that is actually the opposite of it. Like in Jesus's right. case here, if you're the Son of God, then do something that the Son of God would never do. Right? That right. doesn't make any sense <laughs> when we really think about it. You know, and obviously the Savior's not fallen for this, but we do sometimes fall for it when it's, the devil might say, "If you want to be happy, then," and then he proposes something that won't lead to happiness. Right. Um, but we need to stick with the Word of God. Will cut through this deception to give us strength, to pursue the right path that's going to lead to the best outcomes for us. Yeah. One last side note, uh, students as well, that I think it's important to remember is in all of this, remember that Jesus was tempted. Now, that might be a significant thought for some of you, like, oh, he was? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with, with being tempted. Tempted Temptations happen to everyone, including Jesus. We read in uh, Alma chapter 7, Verse 11, speaking of Jesus, and he shall go forth suffering pains, hunger pains, all types of pains and afflictions. 
and temptations of every kind. That's in, uh, that those last three words are kind of interesting to consider. Of every kind, Jesus suffered temptations of every kind. Uh, and this, that the word might be fulfilled, which saith, he will take upon him the pains and sicknesses of his people, that his bowels may be filled with mercy. And so recognize that the Savior recognizes your temptations. He's felt them. Every single one that you've had. Yeah, even that one. He's felt. And so he knows how to, to help you. His bowels are filled with mercy. He can succor or run to and assist you. Uh, in your infirmities, right? But just because just because you're tempted doesn't mean you're a terrible person. Uh, even the Savior was tempted, and we know he was anything but terrible. Uh, students, thank you for listening to this episode of uh, Answers to Gospel Questions. We hope you share it with others. And we hope to see you at Institute. All right, everybody, stay righteous. We love your guts. <laughs>